You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage, go to builtforthestage.com and you'll be on your way with a one-week trial on an interactive fitness app being coached by none other than myself. Builtforthestage.com. All right, let's get on to our special guest. Special guest, as always. Uh, Currently, they're over in the UK doing what I'm excited to hear about, uh, a new production of Guys and Dolls. Um, the setup of the theater is a bit different. It's an immersive experience from what I hear. Um, our guest is actually originally from uh, South Africa, and they were also seen in musicals like Moulin Rouge. And here they are in Guys and Dolls. And I can't wait to get to learn and know our guest a bit more. Please welcome to the podcast, Tino. Samanda. And the crowd goes, <laughs> So good afternoon to you. Good morning to me. I am so excited to get to chat with you. Um, selfishly, Guys and Dolls was the first musical I ever did. So like this one, this one like is going to hold true to my heart. Uh, so I'm excited to get to chat with you, get to learn about you and also the show. Um, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's jump into a fun little section that I, I prepped you for, I'll let you know it's going to happen. Um, the BFTS hot seat, we just like to shake it loose a bit here, you know, get, get the, the face cheeks smiling a bit, hopefully get us laughing and, uh, get us ready for an amazing conversation. So everyone that's listening, uh, out there when this airs, I hope you're ready we're about to start the BFTS hot seat. Gonna cue up our music here. Uh, drum roll, please. All right, first question. No big deal. What was a movie that you saw that you still to this day cannot stop watching? Like a movie that at any time it comes on, you're gonna watch that movie. Okay, so funny that you start with this question. I can watch anything twice. <gasps> oh, amazing. Okay, perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no movie that I've watched twice. Wow. To me, I can't fathom that. 
I, as a child, I would have like movies that, you know, every single day I'm, I'm watching that movie. So that's hilarious. Okay, cool. Good first question. Um, let's, uh, let's go to our next one. If you could get into a time machine and go to any like time period and place, so maybe like a decade and a place, where would you go? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh! I feel like I might sit in the twenties, like nineteen twenties. Okay. Cute. I feel like fashion looked cool, and I'm gonna mm. say I don't know Paris. Hey, amazing! Okay, Paris in the twenties sounds like a great answer to me. Mm. Uh, what's one of your most fun childhood memories that you have? Ooh. 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 Just being able to play outside in South Africa, like, and stars are a thing. Whereas in the UK, mm. I feel like I don't see stars much. I get that. I get that. I'm from Ohio here in the US. And when I visit my family, it amazes me that I can really hear the birds and it sounds so silly, but like in New York where I'm at, you don't hear these like chirping birds everywhere, just living their best life. I hear that. All right. If you were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, who are the three people that you'd want on your team? Okay. My best friend, Victoria, we already have like a code. We know that if we ever got jumped, we know what we'd do back to back. Okay. Um, my mom, she's, she just knows stuff. She knows how to, to, to deal with, like, handle stuff. Yeah. And someone as foolish as me. <laughs> so, mm, mm. One of my closest friends called Owen, who's actually in um, Simba and Lion King at the moment, because he probably has some pride land techniques. Okay, okay, yeah. great. I love how you chose three people that you knew, you know, that, that tells a lot about you. I oh, like that. Yeah, definitely. You didn't go like the celebrity movie star action person route. You're like, you know what? I need to know these people mm -hmm. if I'm going to go through the trenches with them. Loyalty. <laughs> All right. Last, uh, last question. It is a bit of a segue question to get a little bit more serious, but what is uh, one of the best pieces of advice that you've gotten, whether it's life-wise or career-wise, that you know daily you can like – uh, rely on this mantra, if you will. Mm. Um, that I get to cultivate my joy. So I get to mm. choose what that looks like and how to tap into it. Um, and that if I lean into that, I'm pretty much unshakable. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. You nailed the uh, BFTS hot seat. Congratulations. We're off it now. So I love that. Yeah. You're in control of your own joy. I love that. Um, okay, so let's get into uh, your past a bit of uh, growing up. When did, how long were you in South Africa? When did you make the journey over to the UK? Let's start there. When I was 10, so I moved okay. across. My parents are Zimbabwean. Um, they moved to South Africa, raised in South Africa until I was about 10. Um, and then I moved to the UK, West Yorkshire, Leeds, when I was 10, 10 years old. Amazing. Yeah. And then when, when did the arts happen? So I'm a late starter, which I don't really believe is a thing, um, mm. but I started late in comparison to like a lot of my colleagues. Um, when I'm sort of introduced to contemporary dance quite young, like on a Saturday after college or anything like that. 
um, and my mum used to run like a like a like an African dance group, but I was very much just the daughter of the woman that ran it. She doesn't dance, but she just mm. ran it. Um, and then I really wanted to be able to dance because being, I guess, Southern African, I've grown up like music and and movement is a big part of our culture in general. Um, so I was always around it, but it was probably when I went to college, which is sort of, we call it A-levels, um, that kind of time in my life, which is 16 to 18, that I did a performing arts course. Um, and again, just because I didn't really enjoy the academics as much um, as I did like practical stuff. Uh, and then from college, I remember my teacher being like, you should audition for a dance school because you seem really happy when you do it. So give it a go. Um, and then I auditioned for a couple of places in London and got into um, a specific place and then chose to train there. So 18 is when I properly went, oh, dance can be a career. I'm going to learn mm. how to do jazz and tap and all of this stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So dance came first. How about the singing part or the, the acting? Is that when you started like your proper training or? Yeah, well. I grew up in church, so singing was always there, just never, you could make, you could pay your bills with it, if you know what mm. I mean. Yeah. Um, it was an extension of, of Christianity, um, for me anyway, at the time. And then acting, which I now believe is like the root of it all for me personally, like you act, and then I happen to tell the story through movement as an extension of it, and I'll happen mm. to sing as an extension of that. Um, but I, sort of was dabbling more in contemporary dance and physical theatre, which leaned more into the acting than it did um, the singing or, or the dancing, to be fair. So mm -hmm. dance was definitely, or is definitely my first love. It sits in my core, like nothing else does. Um, but I knew about singing because I sang in church and I guess acting was always the root in my mind anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so you get uh, a late start a bit. You said around, was it 16 to 18, somewhere in there? Yeah. Okay. Mm. And then once, I love this, we we get this, I get this quite a bit um, more than you would think uh, on the podcast. We're like over 200 episodes now. And I love this topic because for people listening that are wanting to pursue this and are coming up with any which reason why it's not meant for them, I think this is a great topic of like, hey, I didn't, I wasn't doing this since I was four years old, you know, like, uh, it's not too late. So when you started working professionally or with others, did you ever have that imposter syndrome of like, oh, I haven't been doing this enough, or I don't have the experience, you know? I still have it, <laughs> first of all, um, but definitely, and I think similar to when I said, like, I cultivate my own joy, I had to decide that there's something that I had to tell as well. And whether that was my representation was important on those stages. Um, and then I just put my mind to absorbing and learning um, and that I could, I could still learn. I had something to offer, but I could still learn on the job. And I remember my first show that I actually danced in, in heels, for example, I used to stand behind like these giants in my eyes and like copy them and like try to figure out what they were doing that helped them. Um, so the imposter syndrome is still there. It was definitely there when I started. Um, I just had to decide that I deserved to be there. Um, because I like, I guess with all storytelling, it's important that reflect it reflects our society. So I had to be there to make sure that there was a reflection of our society. Um, therefore I had something that I did offer. Um, and then everything else I could absorb and learn. 
so yeah imposter syndrome is a thing (laughs) nice i love what you just said i just wrote it down as a, a show note i if, if you're listening right now, go ahead and rewind this about 30 seconds. Listen to it again. Um, <laughs> okay, so awesome, awesome. Uh, you said you were in front of or behind these giants. Are there any people, you don't have to say the name if you want, but are there any lessons that like really or moments that really stick out to you that were like pivotal um, influences on you as you were developing in your career? Mm, um like Drew McConey um, as a choreographer um, held space for, for, I mean, artists and and dancers who I sometimes feel don't have um, big voices in our industry. Um, And then just in like dance captains or or giants in that sense, who were able to lead um, spaces and, and guide people through stuff and note people across a year contract, which I think is also refreshing to have people that care about something, um, through, through to the end of a process. I remember my first dance partner, as in when I did my first show with partnering in it, um, like I didn't know a lot about partnering and took the time to to just gently teach me, oh, well, this is how it might be better to hold. Um, um, this is a finger turn, so maybe try do this. Um, that way your partner feels more in control and, and little things like that. So um, yeah, just phenomenal cast members, I suppose. And mm. someone like Drew McConey, who I, I really, just I'm inspired by just in the way he's able to to create but also hold space for people um yeah yeah amazing when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you, so I like to bring this up, like to parallel it to uh, fitness, life, whatever. Were there any moments in your journey that you thought that maybe this wasn't for you or that you were going to veer off and, and call it quits? Transparently speaking, I feel like I'm there now. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and my body feels f- so tired. And I think, mm. I feel like because I started quite late and I've pushed myself quite a bit um, and, I, and I don't know, I don't know what a, a mark is or a, a doing anything by the half. So I'm quite a full on person. So my body is starting to feel a little bit heavier and struggling to, um, to recover as much as it, or as quick as it used to. So at the yeah. moment I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, so what, what else is your body for? And not even in like a sad way, but in a, I feel like for the past couple of years, I've really given my all to it. Um, and the aches and pains make me wonder what else my body could do, what else it serves. Before I was dancing, I was doing other stuff. 
Um, mm. I have other people that inspire me in life that do other stuff and their bodies are made for other stuff. So yeah, I'm at a bit of a place where I'm like, okay, um, definitely a break for me after Guys and Dolls, just mm. so I can figure that out as well. Uh, before Guys and Dolls, did did you were you going basically from show to show, did you feel like? Yes, yeah. Got it. I think the first big pause was the pandemic hitting. Mm. Um, but in terms of like starting my training and then into that, definitely. And not even because I maybe couldn't have found stillness, but because I also didn't know what it looked like to find stillness until the pandemic hit. I very much was like, yeah, keep going, keep training. If you stop, you'll drop the ball. And you still have so much to learn. Um, financially as well, you know, like I'm finding that show-wise, um, I can't sustain as like, so I have to, choreograph during the day or teach during the day so mm. i think also that demand and that pressure on the body but yeah pretty much show show to show okay so do you still do you embrace that mentality still or do you search for moderation uh what's your journey like with that right now i am searching for moderation i, I want <laughs> i want rest and i want ease and not in the sense of i don't i want to do like even now i want to do my eight show a week but I want to know that during the day I can have pause. I can have time to um, on my Sundays to rest and recharge. So I'm I'm searching. I'm so eagerly searching for <laughs> for moderation. Got it. Mm. Um, as you've been going on in your career, and you're saying that it's a little bit more tough for you to recover. Uh, what, if anything, are you are you doing on a a daily or frequent basis of trying to like? maintain the body as far as just staying healthy mm. um well nutrition is a big thing at the moment and again i'm trying to figure out what that looks like because it it also changes depending on the show which is something i feel like i'm finding and also the older i'm getting it's also changing um de depending on the demand so nutrition is a big thing um i'm it's funny because i'm working with my company manager uh who was my company manager in my second job um and i'm i'm like i need physio <laughs> I need yeah. to go see the physio next week. I'm like booking in, booking in. And he laughs at me all the time because he's like, in your first job, I had to beg you to get seen. Like I literally had to ask mm. you to go in. Like you, you'd be like limping when you came into uh, warm up and then you'd be dancing the show like you weren't limping. Um, so now I'm, I'm even like, I'm able to, yeah, get help when I need that extra help. Um, as far as, because I've been doubling up in terms of working during the day a lot, my sort of, um, maybe like gym life or anything like that hasn't been present and um, because I've had to sort of commit to 10 to five in a school and then six to 10 30 in a show. Um, mm. So as far as that, that's something I'm trying to seize back um, yeah. or find for myself now as mm. I'm figuring out my schedule. Yeah. I, I love rewinding back to what you said about your company manager sa saying they had to beg you to, to get physio and now you're begging them to get you in like please everyone listening like regardless of how immortal or young you're feeling uh it's important to stay ahead of it because if you get behind it then yeah it's a little bit tougher of a, a hill to climb for mm. sure because that's the thing isn't it preventative care as well which i feel like i've mm. I, I didn't think about before i thought oh well i do stuff when i need to do it as opposed to actually I need to be ahead like yeah of looking after my body yeah thanks for saying that because that's what fitness is like fitness training at its core at its creation was not to 
get six pack abs. It was for durability. It was for functionality. It was for uh, being able to live in a way that could stay, uh, keep you safe as far as physically. Um, so yeah, cool. Oh, we're touching on. Thank you for letting us highlight all these amazing topics right now. Um, all right, let's let's jump into like a little bit more specifically the experience of of guys and dolls. That's the show you're currently in. Um, again, like I said, it holds some uh, fond memories in my heart. Uh, what is Let's just start with this. Like, what do you feel are a few highlights that are different from a guys and dolls that people might have seen in the past? Okay. So the diversity of the cast in a period of time where we probably wouldn't usually have um, or be able to see all these people together is, is quite phenomenal, which I think our, our work, I know we have a responsibility to show what, like a time looks like but i think we also have a responsibility to show what a time could look like and like with theater we we sort of um are able to reimagine and recreate stuff so the fact that i can be in guys and dolls is quite phenomenal for me um my my adelaide is a, a black woman which is <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> and beautiful to see and mm -hmm. um, we have we our stage is in the round and we have audience sometimes, um, I mean, I'd be lying if I tried to figure out a number here, but hundreds of people within the, the pit or the stage with us. So we're constantly moving people around and we have our phenomenal hosts that are moving people around the action that's happening. Um, we enter in the audience, we, we interact with the audience. So we have like a really um, kind of immersive experience or, um, is that the best word? Immersive, I guess is the word we use. But for me, it feels more like the audience can literally reach in or be a part of, yeah, um, of it, of the experience. That's two things. What's my third thing? All the music is is um, is is in your ear. <laughs> it's it's right there. Like it feels there. So you can literally tap into everything you want to. Like depending on how you hear music as well. So yeah, and it's got a couple of like reorchestrations and stuff like that, which is really cool and nice. Nice. Okay, what's uh, what's your favorite number or like a moment in the show for you? Sit down, you're rocking the boat. Uh-huh, okay. Because Cedric, who I've had the pleasure of working with before, and I know what those vocal folds do, um, <laughs> is singing. And it's just phenomenal. Like, And it's the first time I think we have majority of the cast on stage together. Because usually um, the mission dolls are, are on their own or the hot box girls are on their own and the guys are on their own. But that's the one number where we all have this like um, massive energy in the literally in the middle of the pit and the audience all around us. So, yeah. Amazing. Cool. And then how about uh, costume? Do you have a costume that that you because I love the costumes in Guys and Dolls. Mm hmm. Anything that you're like, oh, every time I put this on, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I guess I'm by, I spend a lot of time in my mission outfit. Okay. I got it. Got it. Got it. And it's, I like my mission outfit. <laughs> true, also, true, true. I'm a bit of a fool. So I just find it quite silly um, and I enjoy being quite silly in it in general. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. My mission definitely can't go wrong with a skirt that goes below your knee. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so being silly in it, this makes me think about like backstage antics. Like, uh, what's the what's the energy like with your cast? How's that been with with all of you together back there? 
what a playful bunch of humans. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I would argue I'm in the best dressing room ever. Like we, we, there's definitely a sense of cultivating joy in there. We're constantly laughing. I think I put a tweet out like a couple of weeks ago that I, I start laughing before I enter the building because I know we're about to have like a, like a funny, funny show or a funny day backstage. Um, and just in general, it's just a group of um, such individuals. Um, and I think everyone is so authentic in themselves that it, yeah, this, it's just always full of like light in the space um, alongside other stuff. Like we're human, right? So we have like our down days and stuff like that. But generally speaking, everyone is just so authentic that it's easy to just bump, like jump off of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Nice. All right. So hopping off of guys and dolls, uh, two more questions mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, we'll conclude. So with your career of, of remaining consistent, um, how, or what do you attribute that to besides, you know, you did say like, I don't mark, I don't know what it is to like take my foot off the gas pedal. That might be it you know, alone. Um, but is there anything else like daily that you make sure is a part of your schedule or routine um, that you feel has helped you keep that one foot in front of the other? Oh, oh that's a good question. Daily in my schedule or routine. Daily or consistently just like, hey, this, these are, this thing or a couple of things this is a pillar in my life. Mm. It could be a person as well. Mm. I mean, well, first of all, I've been with my, my agent or since I graduated um, and they pretty much know me as a person. So in, in terms of like what I stand for, what I don't st like stand for, um, what my conditions are and they, they really respect that. So in terms of, like putting me in safe environments or always supporting me, whatever environment I'm in, that they are, they've been there consistently. Um, so I guess that's definitely a big factor. Um, I think it, like I said, it's, it's just knowing that I deserve to be in spaces. So mentally, I think I've been able to cultivate like a, a like, like, um, hmm, what am I trying to say? I've tried to stay on top of filling my mind um, and keeping my mind healthy so I can keep showing up um, mm. as best as I can. It's probably. Yeah, no, that's no. What you're saying is perfect. Cause I was just speaking to a entrepreneurial friend of mine and we were just talking about the importance of if you don't believe in yourself or your worth or your uh, deserving nature to be in that space then no one in that space is is going to believe it you know you have to claim the space before you allow others to allow you in it um, yeah. yeah so okay cool and then um last question that i'm curious about you're in london right now because that's your you know your career your theatrical work let's say if and when you move on is London the place for you? Or do you ever like say, you know what? I'd love to try X, Y, Z city or, or, or country or anything like that. So I don't know why, but I love ba Barcelona. Oh yeah. Okay. Me too. It's, it's just the energy there. Uh huh. My partner's from Sweden. I think they have a great culture in terms of how they look after people. 
So when I think of rest and recovery and uh, the lifestyle of ease that I, I think I've like tapped into or spoken about, that seems like somewhere safe, like in that sense. But as much as sometimes I think, oh, I don't want to be in the UK or London, I've definitely made home here. Mm. And it definitely feels like I get the mix of people that I want to be around. And um, the bohemians and the artists are here. Um, yeah, so dare I say Barcelona or Sweden. Okay. But I feel good at the moment in London. Nice. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. When this uh, episode airs and you're listening right now, if you think uh, Tino's making the right decision, you know, let her know. But if not, if you have some suggestions, drop them in the comments. Um yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what people might say about Barcelona because I feel like you could find some relaxation there. But as a tourist, I think everyone views Barcelona as this big, like, vibrant party scene, um, which it is and can be. But the restoration part, yeah. yeah. Where would you? Where would you? Like, how do you find that in Barcelona to you? Like the the chill vibes. I, maybe it's when I've gone, like maybe I've gone when it's been really calm. Um, mm. I'm not really like a party person either. So I don't think I was ever out. I just love the water and the beach and how you can sort of walk. You can almost walk around everywhere. So yeah. I've been on my own. It was like my first solo trip. And then I've been back with my partner. And then I had 24 hours and I decided to take myself to Barcelona for 24 hours. Like, okay, you, you, do, you really like Barcelona. I really into like it. You like Barcelona. Sweet. <laughs> Cool. I've been I've been once uh, and I loved it. Uh, the food was spectacular. Um, they have those two like famous outdoor markets where you can get tapas and whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the names of them. But anyways, yeah, I've I spent some time in, in Miami here in the States. And I say the same thing that basically you're saying, because I'm not a party guy. So everyone, when they hear Miami, they think like, cocaine and nightclubs yeah <laughs> and i'm like no no there's amazing coffee shops and parks and you know the beach obviously so i hear you on that uh all right tino it was so great to get to chat and have this lovely little coffee shop chat with you to get to know you i'm excited i'm heading to london uh, later in august and one of your uh, your show is one of the shows on my on my list and i can't wait to see you up there thank you thank you for having me my, uh, my pleasure. All right. 
Tino Sabanda from the cast of Guys and Dolls. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to follow Tino on the gram. You can find her Instagram handle in the description of this episode. Uh, follow along with her journey in Guys and Dolls, in her career and life. And yeah, actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.